0: If you're looking for proven tools for your workplace toolbox, you're in the right place. Now, let's get after it. Well, hello there, and welcome back to another episode of Working Conversations. Today, we're talking about personal productivity. Now, in this time of COVID-19 and work from home, or some of you are not working from home, I know that you're essential workers and you need to be at the office or at your place of work, you are still pressed for time even if you are not working from home. It's just a different world that we're living in right now. So the things that I'm gonna talk about today completely apply to those of you who are in the office as well as those of you who are working from home. But again, I am often asked how I get so much done in a day. Now, remember, I'm a working mom, I'm running my own business, I'm married, I've got three kids, two of whom still live at home, and they're doing distance learning, one in elementary school and one in middle school, and we still manage to get dinner on the table every night. I also pack in tons and tons of reading, I have self-care activities that I do for myself, I still get time with family and friends, and basically I, I get it all in, I pack it all in, and people wonder how. So today, I'm gonna share with you, I'm gonna kinda peel back the curtain and share with you some of my best secrets. Now, today's episode is specifically going to focus on two different types of time, fragmented time and focus time. So pay close attention to what the difference is between these two. Let's talk about focus time first, because this is probably the one that you're the most familiar with. Focus time is the time when you are working on your own independent work, you are heads down, usually, and I hope that you are doing something that you enjoy during this time, Kind of the time when you lose track of time and you forget to eat lunch because you're so absorbed in your work. We have to intentionally plan for that, and I'll talk about how to do that in your calendar as we as we go along in this podcast. But again, you're probably fairly familiar with focus time. This is kind of the block and tackle time on your calendar that you carve out an hour or two here and there to work on big projects. Sometimes you might even carve out a full day to work on a big project. Now, fragmented time is a kind of time that you might be less familiar with, at least by that name, although I'm sure once I start talking about what it is, you will completely recognize it in your your day. Fragmented time is that time when, let's say a meeting that's supposed to go for an hour ends 45 minutes instead of an hour long, and you've got those 15 minutes left. Or some focus time where you planned on a draft of a, a project that you were writing up taking two hours, but you finished 10 minutes early. That 15 minutes left over from the meeting or that 10 minutes left over from the project plan that took less time to write up, that, my friends, is what I'm talking about when I talk about fragmented time. If you're not careful, fragmented time is going to get wasted. That's absolutely right, my friends. It's going to get wasted unless you get really intentional about it. Here's what happens if you don't manage your fragmented time. It's called email. It's called social media. It's called words with friends. It's called whatever you want to call it, but that's what's going to land in your fragmented time. If you've got 10 minutes of meeting let out early or you're finished something else up early, we automatically gravitate to email. So I want you to stay out of email a little bit more and use that fragmented time far more strategically. Now, I wanna talk about how you can be intentional about the fragmented time that hangs out in your day and how you can get so much more accomplished when you use the techniques I'm gonna share with you today specifically as it relates to addressing your fragmented time. Now, you absolutely must have a schedule in order for any of this to work. Now, I have tried online calendars for forever in fact, I had one of the very first Palm Pilots. For those of you who are as old as I am, you can remember having one of those, a handheld device calendar prior to cell phones being small enough to fit in your hand. I've been trying online calendars for that long. And here is what I have learned as it relates to me and my productivity online calendars are great for shared events. If I've got a meeting with a client, It goes in the online calendar they get an invitation i get an invitation it holds that space in time if i've got family events things going on with my children things going on with my entire family or some event that my spouse is doing that may impact me and that goes in the family calendar the shared calendar and i can see that and i can plan around it works wonderful if we're having some work scheduled to be done on the house or anything where multiple people need to be in the know the online calendar is a fantastic tool that i cannot say enough good things about now on the other hand when it comes down to my personal productivity and you've probably heard this from other people as well put it in your calendar put it in some sort of an existing system in order to make sure that it's going to get done Well, I can schedule from here to Timbuktu and back in my online calendar for times when I'm supposed to be working on my focus tasks, things like making this podcast and so forth. But you know, I let myself off the hook when it's my focus events in an online calendar. I have found that for me, paper is absolutely the way to go for my personal productivity. And I have tried a ton of calendars. My favorite one, the one I'm using right now, is called Clever Fox. Now, I'll tell you a few things I like about Clever Fox, and I do have a link to it in the show notes. Clever Fox is, first of all, it doesn't have t- uh, dates stamped into it. You write the date in it. So, if you were to, let's say, go on vacation for a couple weeks and not use it, or Let's just say you stopped using it for a while and then you wanted to get back in using it. It wasn't, it wouldn't be like you've lost several months worth of time and there's just like all this empty paper. No, no, no. If you skip a few days, again, whether that's intentional or accidental, you can pick up wherever you want, uh, you know, just right in the next day. At the beginning, of this calendar i mean it's a nice sturdy little book and at the beginning of the calendar there's a great place for you to do some longer range planning to have a one-year plan in place there's even i love this there's a two-page spread so that you can make for yourself um, a collage of pictures that really becomes your vision board for the year There's also lots of other ways and places in the front of the book to just really get your life organized and think about what is it that you wanna create for your professional life, your personal life, your friendships, and and so on. Just all all the categories of your life. So I love that. It just really gives you a nice framework for thinking about your whole life, not just your work. Then, at the beginning of each week, You put in what you're planning on doing for the week, your main goal for the week, any other priorities besides that main goal that you have for the week, any specific to-do items that relate to your work. And then there's also a place for some personal items because, you know, if we don't capture those, if we don't write them down somewhere, they just hang out in our head. As something to do and they pop up at the most inopportune time and they're left as these loose ends and so there's a place to write down all those loose ends in this and then there's also and I love this piece it's got this habit and skills area where there's things where you're working on all week long where you can just give a check mark so for example um, I meditate every day and so meditation is one of the things I have listed there in the habits and skills and it's just so fun for me I love a nice check mark next to something so there's a a place for me to check it off for uh, for every day of the week week. And there's about seven lines for me to write in those tasks that I'm working on, and they can change from week to week. If one week I'm working on more time on the treadmill, then I can add that in. If another time I'm working on more yoga time or stretching time, I could add that in. So I'll I'll get down to brass tacks when I talk about my particular, you know, a day in the life for me here in just a second. Let me start before I get into what a day looks like for me and where my fragmented time is being used and what I'm using it for, let me just start by talking you through a little bit about my morning routine. In fact, morning routine is so important. I might even do a whole episode on morning routine. But for right now, I'll just share with you a bit about what my morning routine looks like now. It used to look different prior to COVID. I've relaxed my morning routine a bit. Now, you might not think it sounds that relaxed, but I've relaxed my morning routine a bit since COVID began, and here's how it looks now. My alarm goes off at 6. I wish I were one of those people who jumped right out of bed at 6, but about 6.04 or 6.05 is when I peel myself out of bed and head to the door. My wonderful dog, Bailey, hops up with me, and she knows that she's getting attention very first thing in the morning. Bailey and I head downstairs, and I get ready for my walk with Bailey because that is my very first thing in the morning. Once I get dressed, Bailey and I are out the door. We have a set routine that we walk in our neighborhood. takes us about 30 minutes, uh, give or take, depending on how many squirrels, rabbits, or fox we see in the neighborhood. And then when I get back from the walk with, with Bailey, I on Monday, Wednesday and Friday, I'm hopping on the treadmill for 15 minutes more cardio. When I'm walking the dog, I'm not she's not trained to run yet and I do like to get in a short run, so I'll just be on the treadmill for another 15 minutes. Or if it's Tuesday, Thursday or Saturday, I will do a 20-minute yoga program. Then I do a meditation and again I'll link to this in the show notes, but I am a huge fan of the Waking Up app by Sam Harris. It is a meditation app, and so I do his 10-minute, it's a semi-guided meditation, first and then I set a timer for another five minutes and I do another five minutes of silent meditation without Sam's voice in my head. Uh, Sometimes I like a little Sam Harris in my head and sometimes I need just that quiet. And so the timer feature within the waking up app gives me the opportunity to do just that as well. Then on some days of the week, if I have time, depending on what time my first meetings are and what else is happening and how fast I've done some of the other things, I will... um, do a short journaling exercise before I hop in the shower. Okay, then it's hop in the shower, out of the shower, wake up the kids and get their breakfast routine going. And then I am always ready to start my day officially at nine o'clock. Now, sometimes I've done some work before that, but officially my workday is going to start at nine o'clock. There is of course one huge exception to this. And that is if I am delivering a training program in the morning that starts at nine o'clock, then my schedule starts usually somewhere around a half an hour early earlier all these same activities just get slid up earlier in the day so that I can be ready to go for a sound check at 8:30 and the uh, class going live at nine. Sometimes if it is an international client and we're doing a program, because my clients really span the globe, but if we're doing a program that starts at, let's say, 7.30 here so that people in the other parts of the world can be online during their workday, uh, in fact, I might even start earlier than 7.30. I don't like to, but once in a while I do. That just means that my morning routine happens later in the day after that training program is over. I'll still get the shower and all that, and the the dog walk. The dog walk is, at this point, not anything that can be excluded. Dogs are fierce creatures when it comes to their routine. So the dog walk is always going to happen, even if I have an early training class that I need to do. This episode is made possible by Instacart. If you haven't already started using Instacart, now is the time, my friend. Now, I'm the first one to say that I actually enjoy a trip to the grocery store. I really do. But you know what I like doing even better? Making this podcast. When I was deep in the development of this podcast, outlining and recording the first few episodes, my kids reminded me that they needed to eat. Instacart to the rescue. In absolutely record time, Magnolia, my Instacart shopper that day, delivered chicken nuggets, milk, avocados, fresh berries, and a host of other groceries we needed. When life gets busy or when you just want to feel like royalty and have someone do it for you, there's Instacart. Get $10 off your first order when you sign up at workingconversations.com forward slash Instacart. Now, back to the show. So let me give you a day straight out of my Clever Fox calendar so you can get a clear example of what this looks like, how to use focus time and how to use fragmented time, and really how to totally amp up your productivity by using both. Now again, I've got in Clever Fox, my week's main goal and my other week's priorities are already listed. So if I haven't already done this the day before, because sometimes I do, I will go to Clever Fox first thing in the morning, and I'm first going to pencil in, in the schedule. So there's a schedule that goes from 6am to 9pm. I'm going to schedule in any hard Meetings I have with other people or any appointments, so those are going in first because those are non-negotiable. Those I can't, uh, I, I can't reschedule or, or you know move around. Then I'll see where my blocks of time are. Within those blocks of time, I'm going to look to the week's main goal and see if there is a chunk of the week's main goal that I can get done as a task in a block of time that's available. So on this particular day that I'm looking at, I actually did have something that started before. Nine o'clock, I had a Zoom coffee with a really dear friend of mine, and so we did this virtual coffee from seven thirty to eight thirty. Then at eight thirty, I was getting my kids, making sure that they had gotten their breakfast in them and were ready for their distance learning school day, and then I sat down nine o'clock and filled in my calendar. And for me, this takes about five minutes. It may take you a little bit longer as you get started doing this. And again, like I said, sometimes I will do it the afternoon before if I know that. Uh, really probably not much is going to change overnight. Like I'm not waiting to hear back from somebody on an appointment that I've requested or a meeting notice that might come through, that sort of thing. If I have some of those things outstanding, I will always wait till morning to make this so that I don't have to be moving things around. And here's just a little secret. I like to write it in ink. If I write it in ink, it's much less likely, and I do have some really fun pencils with great erasers, but I'd like to write it in ink because that means it is much more likely that I'm actually going to stick to it. Now, again, I like to check things off, so I'm gonna check these things off on the calendar as the day goes along. So I had a Zoom coffee with my dear friend Pam from 7.30 to 8.30, 8.30 to nine o'clock, was getting the kids and myself ready for the rest of the day, and then at nine o'clock from nine to 9.30, I had written in that I was going to revise a course description for one of my training clients. And then as I sat down to do that, and here, let me just walk you through the day, I sat down to do that, and I got about five minutes into it, and I, I really want to encourage you to do this as well. I was questioning, why am I doing this? This is already a project where there's a contract in place. We know what the material is. And we had recently had a a meeting about doing some slight customization. And then the client followed up and said, are you going to send me a revised course description? And as I was looking at that course description and thinking about what I would change, I thought, oh my gosh, this still covers it what we what i got out of the meeting that we had had was which tools i'm going to share out of my toolbox you know it's it's a class about communication and there's so many different ways it could go but once i'd heard about the client's specific issues i knew exactly which tools to include and which tools not to include And I didn't really need to revise the course description. I thought critically about it. And I thought, well, who's going to read this revised course description? Does anybody actually need this? And so I pushed back a bit. And instead of finishing, you know, I mean, there really wasn't, again, there wasn't much to change. So I sent the client a note. And I said, exactly what, you know, I was a little bit more polite about it than this, but sort of like, exactly why do we need this? And who's the audience for this? What, What purpose is this going to serve? I don't know that we need this. By the time I'd had those five minutes of critical thinking about that, uh, five minutes where I started it, five minutes of critical thinking about it, five minutes to send that email, which didn't take me quite five minutes. Um, I was 15 minutes into it, was going to be a 30-minute task, and I was pretty much done with it, at least until I heard back from the client. And so I had then 15 minutes, because my next thing was scheduled for 9.30, I had 15 minutes of fragmented time. So I looked at my list of things to do, because again, in clever fox and you can write this down any place you want it doesn't have to be in clever fox but there's a personal to-do list and these are things where I needed to schedule some service on our uh, plumbing system in our house um, I needed to there's a whole variety of things that I had listed there for the week these are fragmented tasks and so here it is 915 and I've got um, 15 minutes before my next thing is on my schedule so I grabbed my personal to-do list right there in Clever Fox and said, what am I going to work on? Well, again, I needed to call and have that plumbing service scheduled. And so that was the first call I made. I was totally expecting to play a game of round and roundabout because this is a single uh, person business, not somebody with a, a big staff. And so I thought we would play a bunch of phone tag, but lo and behold, he picked up on the first ring. We got the, um, We got the appointment scheduled for later in the week. And I was off to the races that took about two minutes. It was fantastic. And then of course, since it impacts other people in my household, I added it to the family calendar, that online calendar that I was talking about. And we use the Gmail calendar for that and, uh, or the Google calendar for that. Since that only took a couple of minutes, I still had some fragmented time left to use. So I looked to see on my list of to do items, what else was there and sure enough, I needed to go in and log into my retirement account and change the amount of money that was automatically being deducted from my business account and going into my retirement account. I wanted to up that number because it's early January and I set some different retirement goals for or at least retirement savings goals for the year, so I needed to go in and change that. So, I did it did take me a minute or two to figure out the login because you know again, one of the when those the systems are ones that you only log into once in a while, it can be a little bit challenging to get logged in. Got logged in, made the changes I wanted to do, and now it was 9:28. My next thing started at 9:30, so I had just enough time to go fill my water bottle and get back to my desk. And start my next item so the next item on my calendar was to write a rough draft of something and this was uh, something that I was gonna be sending to uh, quite a large number of people so I wanted to make sure that I had a chance to write a draft of it then leave it for a while and then come back to it so from 9 30 to 10 was my time to write a rough draft of that thing Um, I am always in the throes of professional development myself and I'm taking an online class and so I had uh, and this is a self-paced online class I could do it whenever but I had scheduled from 10 until 10 uh, from 10 till 11 to work on that online class and I like watch part of the the video and then I stop and sometimes there's reflection exercise or something there's sometimes there's something I got go do, and so I am doing this class as I'm taking it. So I'm working through it nice and slowly, but I'm getting it all done as I go along. I know sometimes people have the, um, the methodology of just like watching all the videos and then thinking they're gonna come back and do the work later, but I am very intentionally going through this class, slowly taking a chunk, digesting it. I was really enjoying myself as I was working through this course, again, stopping periodically to implement what I was learning as I was going. I was really, really enjoying it, and I was so bummed when the hour was up. It seemed like it just absolutely flew by. So from 10 to 11, I had been working on that. Then from 11 until... Twelve. I was to go back and review that thing I had done a uh, rough draft of earlier and get that ready to send and you know get that edited and ready ready to go. So I went ahead and did that and I had scheduled an hour for myself to do that. It did not take me an hour to do that. It took me about forty five minutes to do that. I had fifteen minutes left then before noon, which is when I start my lunch hour, which I'll talk about in just a second. And on this, in this particular case, I looked to some of the books that I have around me. I always have books around me. And I am reading a book on investing in the stock market. And so I took 15 minutes to squirrel away and read a book about the stock market for for those 15 minutes. Then it was lunchtime. And lunchtime in my house is a bit of, of chaos unless I happen to be teaching a course over the lunch hour, which does happen sometimes. But if I am not, which I wasn't this particular day, um, I help my elementary school and middle school-aged kids get their lunch, and it does take pretty much a full hour because, unfortunately, they are not on the same schedule for lunch uh, in in terms of how their school day goes, so I had a chance over the course of that hour to get myself some lunch get my son some lunch, get my daughter some lunch. And then, you know, I I, I have to also add, it really is great to be up and away from the computer for a full hour. It kind of feels like a luxury in these days of work from home where it feels like our eyeballs are glued to our computer screen. It is just wonderful to get up and be away from the screen for that long. I highly encourage it if you're not doing it. And if you are eating at your desk, please, 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 please please get up, get away from your desk, go for a walk around the block, do something to disconnect from that computer and disconnect from electronics entirely if you can, at least for half an hour, if not for a full hour like I do on most days. Now, I do need to add a little dose of realism into the podcast here because, as you know, I've got a fourth grader doing distance learning and a sixth grader doing distance learning, and on any given day, I might have been interrupted about 14 times in the morning alone for things like, help me understand fourth grade math, and I need a sharp pencil, and my ring light isn't working, and, 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 and. On this particular day, that did not happen. I had, fortunately, no interruptions, but I just want to, again, keep it real and say on some days there are plenty of those interruptions. And, of course, my children know that when my door is closed, that means I am online with usually teaching a class or perhaps doing a podcast or a live interview or something like that. So if the door is closed, they're going to have to figure it out on their own. If the door is not closed, they're welcome to come in and have me help sort it with them. Just keeping it real. After lunch, I came back to my desk and I had a podcast to record. And so I had from one to two to record that podcast. That podcast did not take a full hour to record. It took about 40 minutes. And then another one of the things on my personal to-do list was, and this is, is a, you know personal slash professional, but I am the treasurer of a professional association that I'm part of, and um, I'm fairly new in that role, and so we still needing to get set up with the bank to be able to do transaction financial transactions for that organization. So I needed to do some, um, I've, on my list of items to do was to call the bank and get my password reset and so that I could get access to that account. Got a chance to do that, still didn't get into the account, so that one kept uh, lingering on my personal to-do list, but now it was time to get on to my next block of time, which was actually another focus project where I was writing some. So I worked on that writing project. I had given myself 90 minutes for that writing project, and I took all 90 of those minutes. Uh, then I had phone call scheduled with a client, a customization call where we're talking about the program that they were going to be, um, hiring me for, uh, that's coming up in a couple of weeks and me getting some examples from them so that I could do some customization. So that call was scheduled for 30 minutes. It took every last one of those 30 minutes. In fact, I think we ran over and we went, Um, A couple of minutes over into the next thing the next thing for me was the wrap up at the end of my day so I had an hour in there to go through and catch up with anything that hadn't gotten done earlier in the day and then I did manage to squeeze out Two more things that were on that uh, to do list to use up some of that fragmented time because the time remaining in my day, uh, the things remaining in my day did not take the time that I had set aside. I don't always have a chance to put that, you know, wrap up, say even 30 minutes or an hour, although I always try to get at least 15 minutes of wrap up at the end of the day just to give my day a sense of completion, because what I'm going to go do next is I'm going to go cook dinner for my family and go head on into family mode almost every single uh, weeknight. So I'm not going to be thinking about work. I'm not going to be answering emails about you know work emails and so on in the evening. So I really like to get that sense of completion at the end of the day and also if i do have the opportunity to do that i'm going to be looking to see what are my priorities for the next day so that i have a running start on my next day so that is the day for me that's what it looks like that's how it operates that's how that was a particular day straight out of my clever fox planner i really want to challenge you to make that list of your of things that you can do in your fragmented time if you look just at that one day of all the things that I did, that I, things I really kind of snuck in, I smuggled in. I snuck in the banking stuff for the association. I made the adjustment to my retirement plan. I got the guy scheduled to come uh, out to do the plumbing work. I got that all done in little snippets of fragmented time. You could think about taking all those things and sometimes, you know, cramming them into their own half hour of just handling your calls or handling your personal stuff or whatever, but I'm gonna suggest it is far more strategic for you to make that list of items that you can do during your fragmented time and then get after it. So my challenge to you this, this week is just to simply get started. If you're not already working from a schedule, don't take this on all at once. In fact, I want you to start small. Start with a list of things that you can do in your fragmented time. Just make that list. So Monday morning, make up the list of, and and, you know, if it's not Monday for you right now, make up the list right now as soon as you're done listening to this podcast. Make a list of things that you can do in your fragmented time. These are things that are gonna last anywhere from one to 15 minutes, maybe even a little bit longer. I mean, even start a load of laundry could be something that you do in a fragmented time. You're not going to stand there and watch the whole load get washed and dried and folded. You're just going to, for five minutes, throw that load of laundry in and then go back to whatever starts, you know, whatever your next task is. Now, if you are already working from a schedule, and I know some of you are, whether that is you love your online planner and it works for you, or you're like me and you've got some paper-based system, I want you to up your game. Make a list of tasks for your fragmented time and really watch your productivity soar. Squeeze those fragmented tasks in wherever you've got two minutes, five minutes, ten minutes to spare. All right, check out the show notes for links to the things I talked about and some other resources, and thanks so much for listening, and now go get after it. Thanks so much for listening. If you like what you're hearing on the podcast, head on over to Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts and give us five stars and a quick review. It really makes a difference and it keeps us bringing you valuable content that you can put into play in your life. I'm Dr. Janelle Anderson, and this is Working Conversations.